Blog Talk Radio. Lots of 
huge ranked matchups out there. Oklahoma and Houston. Ohio State plays Bowling Green at home. Hawaii must travel now to Michigan. Really tough, tough turnaround for them as well. Missouri and West Virginia will play Pitt and Villanova. Another juicy matchup is UCLA travels to Texas A&M. LSU plays at Wisconsin on, in Green Bay Field. You have Miami and Florida A&M. And then the, just some of the big, big matchups that come in later at the night, you know, when Nebraska's playing, they play Fresno State, Clemson, and Auburn play. Then you have Notre Dame and Texas on Sunday, followed by Florida State and Old Miss on Monday night, you have USC and Alabama play on Saturday night as well. So a lot of really good matchups out there to start the season. We'll take some time. We'll dive into the Fresno State Bulldogs. We saw this team a couple of years ago. Nebraska went out there and pretty much put it to them. It really wasn't. It just really wasn't a game. It was a team kind of reeling. It was a team kind of down, trying to figure out its way without Derek Carr. Now they're you know just a little bit improved. They'll have a pretty good quarterback this year. They're led by a couple really interesting players: Tilton Anderson and Ford Childress, six foot five, two hundred thirty pounds. Really, really big running backs. These guys are bruisers or big time. And for a team like Nebraska that didn't necessarily have a a hard time stopping the run, when you lose Nate Gary in that back in that backfield, and they will because he will be suspended for the first game for violation of team rules. You lose your quarterback of your secondary, and that to me, that's the issue. Uh, just not really sure what Fresno State will bring. Have a new defensive coordinator on that side of the ball. They're going to try to add a little bit more size and toughness. Didn't have a very good season at uh, defense. Needs some change offensively. You know they have some good offensive linemen and running backs to really start running the ball better. A new offensive coordinator as well, Eric Cassell. Tries to figure out something different with their offense, not be so much run predicated. The best offensive player for them is going to be Jamari Jordan, the wide receiver. He's been really, really nice player for them. It's going to be really tough to stop. Chasen Virgil is the quarterback, so really going to have to decide, I think, kind of what they're going to kind of figure out. This is a team, I think, that's not scared to play Nebraska. Is not necessarily concerned about playing Nebraska, but this is a team you can't take you can't take for granted. You can't take lightly. You have to come out and do business. And opening line for Nebraska is a twenty-eight and a half point favorite on Saturday. To me, that seems a little high given the question marks the team still has at a few positions. Not really sure how good that. Defense will be, especially on the defensive line, where you absolutely have to be able to generate a pass rush in order to be successful. If you cannot do that, it's going to be a really long season. Nebraska arguably is going to have better linebacker play they probably have had in years past. They're also, I think, going to have some steady and solid 
defensive back play of this year. There's a lot of experience back there mixed in with some young guys with some talent. But I'm not necessarily sold that that defensive secondary plays better on Saturday because Nate Gary is gone. I'm not saying Nate Gary is the make or break of that secondary, but there's a difference between a captain that's a leader in the back end of your of your defense and you don't have him for the game on Saturday. Really concerned by that. And this isn't the first time that Nate Gary has been in trouble with the program before. Hopefully this is a one-time isolated incident and you move forward from that. This is going to be a scrappy team. I think this is a team that's going to try to run the ball. But let's face it, this is a team coming off a pretty poor season last year, still trying to upgrade itself in a couple positions, and breaking in a brand-new quarterback on the road for the first time. Nebraska absolutely has to take advantage of it and probably has to do the things that they need to do. Tommy has to use this as a game to tune himself up, not turn the ball over, and get ready for a Wyoming team That'll come in here next week and what will be an early kickoff at 11 a.m. next Saturday on September 10th. Have to be ready for that. Have to be ready to get going. Really unsure what what to kind of take from the first game of the season. You want to see them play sharp. You want to see them run the football with some authority. You want to see them play better across the board from start to finish. They haven't necessarily been able to do that in years past really concerned at times about Nebraska's inability to play solid football for four straight quarters. Seems like they play a, maybe a good half or good couple quarters. Then they kind of get lulled to sleep a little bit and kind of uh, have a little bit of an issue. So really think, I think Nebraska will win. Nebraska wins by 21. I'm not saying they're going to cover. I just don't think unless – Unless Fresno State's really that bad and turns the ball over quite a bit, that's where I see kind of the issue coming into. I really think that as you kind of go forward, I think Fresno State's going to be challenging for us on a, on a few fronts. But the bottom line is Nebraska's got better talent. And you need to come out and, and make kind of a, a statement game. This is a statement to the fan base, the national media, the writers, everybody kind of looking at Nebraska going, they just can't simply have the year they had last year again. They simply can't have another year where they lose games in such a close manner they lost last year. I just don't think that that's going to happen. You just hope the ball bounces forward for you a little bit instead of away from you like it did last year. Really uncertain if that's going to be the case, but there's a lot of national people thinking that this could be somewhat of a special year for Nebraska this year, but it's going to start with Tommy Armstrong, and he's got to play up. He's got to look at Fresno State like it's Ohio State later in the year. You've got to come out and play up. Don't play down to your opponent. Play up. Bring some authority bring some intensity, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. It'll be a great test, and it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to shift focus, get into making some picks. I'll, I'll go on record. I'll, I'll make some predictions here across the board for all the conferences and the FBS, at the FBS level. Um, some really interesting uh, divisions out there. I think there's going to be some really interesting races, and I'll give you my four teams for the college football playoffs 
here at the end, and we'll wrap up with some over-unders. We'll start with the American Athletic Conference. If you don't know, the teams on the east side, Cincinnati, UConn, East Carolina, South Florida, Temple, and UCF. On the west, you have Houston, Memphis, Navy, SMU, Tulane, and Tulsa. I think when you look at the east, coming back, it's going to be a two-team race. South Florida and Cincinnati are clearly the cream of the crop on that side. Don't count out Temple. They did play well last year, but they've got to replace some pieces from that. If I had to pick a winner, I'm going to go with South Florida. They've got a lot of returning talent coming back. And Willis Hager, that team played arguably was one of the hotter teams at the end of the season last year. That team really, really can give a lot of people fit. On the other side, it's hard not to pick Houston. They are clearly clearing a cut, the best team in the West Division for the American Athletic Conference. They're going to be good. Greg Ward Jr. is back. They're going to have, they have a lot of low talent. We're going to see how good that talent is against Oklahoma. It's going to be a really big test, but they get Oklahoma at home. We'll kind of see what happens from that to get going. Everyone's kind of talking about that Houston can be that dark team in the college to make the college football playoffs. I think when it's all said and done, I think South Florida will pull the upset against Houston in the in the American Athletic Conference championship game. I'm going to go with South Florida to win the AAC. I really think that this year, the way Flowers played last year, they're going to be a team to reckon with. They have a good defense, and I think at the end of the season, you saw kind of what happened with Houston about carrying the undefeated tag on their shoulder. It wore them out mentally at the end of the year. That's when they went up to UConn and lost just a ridiculous game. They really had no business losing. Able to win out, able to make a a nice New Year's Six Bowl game, but they didn't play very well in the championship game against Temple last year. That kind of went back and forth. They woke up a little bit in the second half and won that, but I'm going to give South Florida the edge in the AAC. Shifting to the ACC Big Power Five League, on the Atlantic side, as always, Boston College, Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, NC State, Syracuse, Wake Forest. On the other side, you have Duke, Georgia Tech, Miami, North Carolina, Pitt, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. In the Atlantic side, I'm going to give the head to Florida State. I know how good Clemson is. I know how experienced that roster is. They're, you know, they're ranked number two in the country. Florida State's ranked number four. That matchup at the end of October is going to be ginormous for the league and, I think, for the division. I'm giving the edge to Florida State. They play Clemson at home, minus their quarterback issues right now, which are really not sure. Sean McGuire broke his foot, was back at practice, but it seems like Francois will play the first game of the season. The fact that Florida State gets Clemson at home, I'm giving the home edge to Florida State to win the Atlantic. On the other side, you could seriously probably flip a coin for about maybe four schools are going to have a shot. Um, In my eyes, it could be Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Miami, or Pitt. Duke, to me, is out because of their quarterback injury. I don't see how they cover with the guy who just basically blew out his Achilles and was essentially their big-time playmaker, and they didn't get great quarterback play from him last year. I'm going to give the edge to Pittsburgh this year. I really think with James Conner back, Pat Narduzzi has a chance to kind of really elevate Pitt up 
If they don't win, I'll give North Carolina the close edge. I don't think Miami will do it as good as Brad Kaya is. I think it's a it's a huge expectation for Mark Rick to go in there and think that Miami's going to win the division that they've never done. They've never been able to win the division ever since they've been at in the ACC, and this isn't going to be the year. Plus, Miami just kicked off two defensive starters on their team for violation of team rules the other day. I'm going to give the edge to Pitt. But I'm going to tell you, North Carolina is going to have their say because I think Mitch Trubisky and that offense is going to be really, really good again. I'm going to give Florida State the edge to win the ACC. I really think Dalvin Cook, they have a ton of offensive talent mixed in with some defensive question marks. But they're Florida State, they've been recruiting at such a high level. They have a lot of really, really good talent on that team. I'm, I'm picking Florida State to win the ACC, and Clemson coming up a very disappointing second. They really think Clemson's probably going to end up with one loss, maybe two. And don't count out Louisville in that division. They get to play both Clemson and Florida State at home this year. They will have some say in that division as well. When you get some home games against big teams, you're going to have some say. In the Big 12, no conference championship games this year. They'll have one starting in 2017 next year. I'm going to Go out on a limb a little bit. I'm going to pick an upset in this in this league, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. This is a team that has a lot of talent coming back. They're going to play Oklahoma at home at the end of the season. And as much chaos as Baylor has been, they will be in the mix. I really think it comes down to who beats Oklahoma or, Bay, or Oklahoma State or Baylor at the end of the season. That team is going to win the Big 12. I'm not necessarily totally sold on Oklahoma's defensive question marks they have. They're offensively loaded. They have Baker Mayfield back. But without Sterling Shepard at throwing the ball, Baker Mayfield's going to have to make more plays with his feet, and they're going to have to run the ball better than they did last year if they're going to have any shot to win the Big 12. I think it could be one of those years for Oklahoma. A lot of hype but the inability to possibly have a legit downfield passing game, I think it's going to really hurt Oklahoma in the long run. It will cost them a couple games. They will not go undefeated. And I'm going to give the edge to Oklahoma State. You have Mason Ruddock back, a lot of really good talent. And let's face it, they are under, under the radar. They are not talked about in that league. And they are poised to have a huge season, I think. And I'm picking Oklahoma State to win the Big 12 as well. In the Big 10, in the Big Ten East, obviously we know it's Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Rutgers. I'm giving the edge to Michigan to win the Big Ten East, but I will not be surprised if Ohio State wins it. To me, it's an Ohio State-Michigan rematch simply because Michigan may not have to be sexy on offense this year because their defense will be that good. And then some, they arguably, I think, will have the league's best defense um, as well. So I really think that that's going to be a really big factor in the division race. I like Michigan State, but way too many question marks on offense for them. When you're breaking in a new quarterback with with really a passing game that's been pretty average, except for the fact that you've had a couple years where you had a couple really good wide receivers step up, Aaron Burbridge, you know, you had, you know Tony Lippett, when you've got those kind of guys on your team, that makes the passing game look a little easier. I'm not necessarily really sold that it's a, 
it's really that big of an issue or going to be that big for them down the road. I think in the long run, it's going to end up hurting Michigan State. You don't have a guy on the roster this year like that. And I really think Michigan State does play Ohio State, play Ohio State and Michigan at home. But I just don't think this is a year that they're going to see the success they've had in years past. I'm going to give the edge to Michigan simply because I think whoever they start at quarterback, all he has to do is pretty much manage the game. You got your real preppers. You got a lot of playmakers. You got arguably the best tight end in the league in Jason and you know, Jake Butt. You got some playmakers. I'm going to give Michigan the edge. In the Big Ten West, I think it's wide open, but I think it's a two-team race. I really think that this is Tommy's chance to leave his legacy at Nebraska, and I think Nebraska and Iowa go down to the wire at the end of the season with the winner making the Big Ten championship game, and I'll give the edge to the Huskers this year. My only concern with Iowa right now comes on on offense. C.J. Beathard may be better, but they relied a ton on on Tanziri to, to be a really big factor in the running game. They don't have them. They're breaking in new guys across the board. Beathard may be good, but that offense tends to be vanilla, and they play a tougher schedule this year than they've had in years past. Going to play North Dakota State, going to play Michigan this year. So I think Iowa will stumble, and Nebraska will catch Iowa reeling at the end of the season. I'm going to give the edge to the Huskers, and I'm going to give Nebraska the outsider's chance to win the Big Ten. Why not? If it's not going to be this year, it's certainly not going to be next year for the foreseeable future. I like Nebraska's chances of matching up against a pro-style team, Michigan or Michigan State. I do not like Nebraska if they make the Big Ten championship game playing Ohio State simply because you would have already played them once in the season. And I don't think Nebraska has the personnel to match up against spread teams with power and speed that Ohio State can match. I will take Nebraska to, to get a little bit of an edge against Michigan and and to win the Big Ten this year. And what will arguably be the highest uh, talked about team in the country and will turn the college football world upside down. In Conference USA on the east side, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, Florida National, Marshall, Middle Tennessee, Old Dominion, and Western Kentucky. This is a league that Western Kentucky won last year. I'm giving the edge to Middle Tennessee. They're a dark horse team in that side of the division. I know people like Marshall a lot. They're clearly the the front-running favorite, but I'm going to give Middle Tennessee the edge in the east. In the west, I'm going to give Southern Miss the nod on the west side, and I'm going to give Middle Tennessee the edge in Conference USA. I think there's some some pieces in that. I think they're going to have a lot better season than they've had in years past. In the MAC on the east side, you have Akron, Bowling Green, Buffalo, Kent State, Miami, and the University of Ohio. I'm going to give the edge to Bowling Green. I know they lost a lot of talent from last year. Still a dangerous team. Still can put up a lot of points. But don't count Frank Solich and the Bobcats out. I think this is teams this year, he's going to have a little bit of say in that division. In the West, Ball State, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Northern Illinois, Toledo, and Western Michigan. Lots of people high on the Broncos this year, but I'm going to lean more to Northern Illinois. This is one of those things where the Broncos have expectations, have talent. P.J. Flake has a very, very good team this year. They have one of the arguably the best wide receivers in Davis and the country. Really big guy. If you don't watch a lot of Mac, get out and watch them on a on a Tuesday night because they're fun to watch and 
Western Michigan is going to be really good this year. I'm going to say I'm going to call for Northern Illinois to win because I think they're just going to have a chance where they're going to nip Western Michigan in a in a big time game down the road. So between Northern Illinois and Bowling Green, I'm going to give the the Prairie Wolves a chance to win again. The Red Wolves, I'll give Northern Illinois to win the MAC again. In the Mountain West, in the Mountain Division. Air Force, Boise State, Colorado State, New Mexico, Utah State, and Wyoming. I'm going to give the edge to Boise State. And the West, Fresno State coming to town on Saturday, Nevada, San Diego State, San Jose State, UNLV, and Hawaii. I'm going to give the Aztecs the edge in the West. And I'm going to give San Diego State the edge to win the Mountain West this year over Boise State. I think this is the year the Aztecs are, are legitimate people. They can definitely do that. They are that good as well. The Pac-12 North. I'm going to give the edge to Washington, although I still think Stanford's going to have an edge. I'm not sold on Oregon. I don't think Prukop really is that good like everybody thinks. So I'll get Stanford to win the North and UCLA to win the South. I think Washington can win the Pac-12 Pac-12. In the SEC and the East, I'm going to go with Florida. I know how good Tennessee is, but I am not sold that they are going to beat Florida like they keep talking about. Until you see it, you just cannot bet Tennessee. They've been there. They've been talked about for so long, and they have yet to really do it. In the West, I'm going with LSU. I think the fact that they play Alabama at home gives them the edge in that, and I'll take LSU to win the SEC. In the Sun Belt, I'm going to give the edge to Appalachian State. They're five far teams down the best in the, in the league. Arkansas State and Georgia Southern will be a lot of fun to watch, but Appalachian State, the Mountaineers, are by far the best team in the league. Quick thing on over under over-unders on these, Ohio State at 9.5, Michigan at 10, Michigan State at 7.5, Penn State at 6.5, Indiana at 4.5, Maryland at 4.5, Rutgers at 4.5, Michigan over-unders at 10, I'll go even, I think they go 10-2, they will not go over that unless they win a bowl game, Ohio State at 9.5, I'll go over on them, Michigan State at 7.5, I'll go over as well, I think they win 18. Penn State at six and a half, I'll go over. I think they win seven. Indiana at four and a half, I'll go over. I think they win six. And Maryland at four and a half. Rutgers at four and a half. I will say under. I think it's going to be a really rough year for both of those coaches in their first season at the helm as well. We will be back to break down Nebraska and Fresno State next Sunday. It is finally here for those going to the game. Have a lot of fun. Enjoy the time. We have a night game to open the season. There really is nothing better like that. Wear red, be loud, be proud, and have a ton of fun next week. We'll dive into that in week and look into week two matchup against Wyoming and next week. Come back at noon on Sunday next week. We'll see you then. Until then, show us out.